stupid crow, you fucking stupid wolf. <laughs> and he leaves. And god damn it, ghost. I love you. You're such a good boy. Ah, uh, says the motherfucker who was just, oh, where were you, ghost? Well, like, Why weren't I'm, you here? Like, it was, it Oh, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, reading A Storm of Swords. As always, I'm your host, Zach, sitting here next to me, my brother Nate, who's no longer sick. Yay, I'm back to normal-ish. Yeah, you aggress. We're coming down. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I was uh, sick as well, but you yeah. got... The yeah. brunt force trauma of it. Yeah, punched Whatever. me in the face. It was gross. But it was awful. So we apologize for the delay, but that should be made up because our plan is to release a couple. Yeah, a couple. An extra, episodes, yeah, an extra, extra episode stuff. this week just to give you guys a bone because we missed you. We missed you over the weekend. Yeah, our bad. But that's life, I suppose. If you never joined us before, we are a full spoiler reread podcast, if you didn't hear my little intro there. And so we will talk about the story congruently. If you've never read it, there will be spoilers in it for you. And if you'd like that kind of thing, stick around. If you've joined us before, thank you. We have a planned spoiler this episode. That's true, Dad. Oh, man, it's going to be God damn, we were just reading and talking about your inductees before the episode, and God damn, they're good this week. Good inductees. Can't wait to get to those. But last episode, we were reading Catelyn 2. Catelyn, Robbie returned. Your little Rob. And little Rob. Uh, Catelyn was super anxious about it, wondering what had happened, whether or not he would forgive her for freeing Jamie Lannister. And she met Rob in the Great Hall where he was praising Edmure and introduced uh, uh, everything was basically hunky-dory and then the lords and ladies were excused and it was just them. And this is when... We get Catelyn's new, forgiven. Yeah. But. An introduction to the. Because she was forgiven publicly. Yes. But now the reason she was forgiven publicly was because she can no longer Hold contest Rob. the fact that Rob is married. We meet the Westerling family. The Queen in the North. Ooh. Right. Yeah. And Cat, of course, immediately realizes what that means. Uh, and we called the. We titled the episode The Unraveling of the Starks, and that's exactly what it was. Car Stark wasn't pleased with Catelyn being forgiven. Catelyn's not pleased that Rob married and lost the phrase. Edmure, we learned, made a blunder and Rob as well by not telling Edmure. The phrase aren't happy because Rob fucked them. The phrase are super pissed. Yeah, and Edmure fucked the Rob and the Blackfish's plans because he didn't know of their plans. Right. And And, it's a shit show. Mm -hmm. And Catelyn is still mourning the loss of Bran and Rickon that is just hanging over her like a... But she's forgiven in her son's eyes. Looming cloud, and her father is still dying, and... But we're not reading Catelyn nope. this episode. We're going back north. Way up north. north. Far north. Farther north than her two dead children that aren't actually dead at Winterfell. Johnny boy. John. Last we left John, John was, one, astonished among the wildling camp to find how normal they were. And he met the king in the north, which really was the significant bit. We also met there, Tor- uh, Torment and the Magnar of Then Steer, but Mansraider as well, and, and Val, Val and, and her Dala. sister Dala. But Mansraider proved to be more king than any king John had ever met, and he was a respectable, likable guy. And his he- reasonings for doing it were simply for a kiss, he claimed, and and being in a place where a kiss isn't. Something a man right. she would be, uh, not even a kiss, a cloak for a cloak. him. It was and his really, because it's, of course, it's a cloak because of how metaphorical it is to, no, I left 
the Night's Watch for a cloak. Yeah. But it's more than a cloak. It's what the, the cloak Yeah, it's the freedom. It's the... the to make your own choices, yada, yada, yada. And John was very much struck by that and turned his cloak. He Mance offered him a place in the wildlings if if he answered him true and John answered a few questions lying not being telling the truth right. about how many men there were but when asked the real question that Mance needed answered about why, why? he's turning against the night's watch he told him cuz he's a bastard what place is it? well he told it in more eloquent ways with the cool little like right, you were at Mance my was there, at yeah. my you know the Roberts feast and you saw where was i sitting i was brooding in the shadows so we open John 2 as John is seeing a giant for the first time. Fuck Not yeah. just a giant, but a giant riding a mammoth for the first time. Both of these creatures for the first time. Mounted on mammoths, the giants are riding by two by two, and he just sees that there's fucking hundreds of them. Like, hundreds. As many as he, he he's counting, he gets to around 50 when Tormund interrupts him. And Tormund's just basically taking it in. Right. Uh, like, we get... Pull back. Tormund brought John down the column to see these giants. Yeah, like it's... it was like, a, oh, you've never seen them, boy. All right, All right let's, let's go, go crow. Yeah, and John immediately thinks that old Nan's stories weren't quite accurate. They were because more fantastical. Yeah, these are uh, they're a little more brutish. Longer arms. They're short, no necks. Like they're more bear-like than right. human. He Not knows. wielding swords like big giant knights. They're just these big. People, yeah, big. the tallest standing, maybe 14 feet, no higher, gross, horny, bare feet, squashed faces, and they are covered in hair, and they fucking stink. <laughs> that or it's the mammoths, but good goddamn do they stink. And John thinks, and Joramund blew the horn of winter and woke the giants from the earth. And then John just thinks the song doesn't say whether it can put them back or not because this is this is fucking finding Atlantis this is seeing so that for him yes but that's kind of a fucked way of thinking the songs never say how we can put them oh, back oh well right they're, right right like, right, right. No. Nah. they're just a a creature a people that live but on this but everything planet. he's heard cuz this is obviously Jon Snow is I think one of the main characters that leads sort of the charge of changing Absolutely. your perception on people, he's still applying, as we just saw, right old Nan stories. Yeah. And they were savage club They wielding. haven't become a people too. Right. Yet. Yeah, they're not an end. Egret's song will very much so play into that. Absolutely. He doesn't understand why she's crying at the end. There's still hundreds. And she says, oh, hundreds. You, you know nothing, John Snow. Yeah. Like. These were a people. This is a race of people, not monsters, right. not they're not D and D giants. I mean, actually, they are more D and D giants than yeah, yeah, yeah. Tolkieny type giant. I'm not gonna say that because <laughs> I, I haven't actually. I'm not a Tolkien fan, so I can't claim that. But yeah, so they're not as twisted. They're fi- they're not fairy tales, and that's what old Nan was telling was right. Fantastic, what, they, the what she knew and had heard, and, and so John adapted. is still thinking of them as that right now. And yeah, that that is fucked up to think put them back into the earth, but yeah, he wants genocide for these people without but like, realizing that that it's a not okay thing to be thinking because he does kind of I think think they're just monster tools that are being wielded by Mance and not as a. But that bears the question of is. The Horn of Jormund, is it meant to wake 
these giants? Well, it's maybe giants is being taken too literal. Well, that's that's what Absolutely. I mean. Is like if these are a race, that's what we're basically being told through Egret song and and everything they're saying, and what we're being shown here. Maybe there's some other white giants type thing, like dead, the undead ones will rise, wake from the earth. That's what it seems more to me because they're here. They've been here. They've never not been here. They don't. So it obviously, to me, sounds more undead. Unless the Horn of Jormund was more of that's how giants came into existence was because it was blown. They weren't there before it was blown. It could be that, but. We kind of get it out of context here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, then we get a big old motherfucking big old giant come strutting through. And it's it's Mag the Mighty. He has a, yeah. a crazy giant name. Magmar Tundo Wegg. Like a Pokemon that's evolved. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, like six of them. Sure. But, yeah, and Mag the Mighty, and he asks Tormund if that's their king. And he's like, mm, you can kneel to him if you want. He'd probably like it, but they don't kneel. He's just the oldest. Like... He's, he's a strong he, he, old right. fucking giant. He's and, a badass. And so Tormund chats with the dude. He starts, you know, speaking in the old tongue yeah, to he it, does. which is fucking cool. Because, and I think it's funny again that John will be saying how uncivilized these people are. How many languages do you speak, motherfucker? <laughs> Not two. Bet you that much. Yeah, they even, they're like shitting on John, too. Yeah, and that's what's funny. Because, yeah, he, uh, he gets him laughing. John didn't recognize that it was laughter at first. And he's like, well, what what, what were you guys talking about? And he's like, well, he just asked if you were my sister, all f- cute. <laughs> yeah, my never daughter. Seen a, yeah, I've never seen a, a man without a beard like you a before. A pink man, yeah. So. Yeah, it's good shit. So, John, uh, they they turn back to ride back up the column to where Mance is, and John notes that he's decked out in his new sheepskin cloak, though he does keep his Night's Watch one. Underneath, and he asks Tormund the story of how he got his names, and specifically hoping he'll get a bit on the Horn of Jorm, the Hornblower name, uh, you yeah. know, and so maybe he had something to do with that. But instead, Tormund decides to tell him how he fucked a bear. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Tormund. And the story is fucking hilarious, but I mean, grain yeah. of salt and Tormund just right, go fucking exactly. And even hand. John says that he's a big bag of wind. Yeah. But I like how quickly their friendship is developing. Yeah. Like how they've clearly spent a lot of time. Mance has had him traveling with Tormund and they've kind of become their own little band of, cause that's what he said is that like, we kind of, we kind of just travel. They've, I stay with them. They stay together. We hang out and that's just how it goes. Yeah. I looked it up. I'm being fucking dense. The horn of Jormund woke the giants originally from. Look here. at me go. Yeah, so you're you're good on that one. All right. And so yeah, Tormund's Tormund. John, uh, Tormund then asked John why he spurs Egret. Basically, he she clearly wants John, and John clearly wants something to do with him. And John's like, yeah, she fucking really wants it because. Most of his days and nights now are in her company. Right. Mansick suggested that John ride with Tormund due to Rattleshirt's blatant fucking hatred of him. <laughs> so the very next day, Egret and Longspear Rick came over as well. I like Longspear Rick so fucking much. Yeah. Because I've never paid a lot of attention right. to him before this reread. But he's cause... like, fuck Rattleshirt too. Yo, and he's out singing and like yeah. just enjoying his fucking wildling life. Yeah. Man. So. so, yeah, they came over the very same day and basically said, you know, we, we ride with who we want. We're with you guys. We're wild And it once again hammers into John's head that they're free people. They yeah, make they their can, own yeah. decisions. So every night, 
as they made campy, Grit would make sure she threw her bed hide right down next to his. And some mornings, John even woke with her arm draped over his chest and had to kind of fight against the uh, the morning wood there for, for so, those, yeah. those circumstances. I think that him and almost Martin, to an extent, are making her out, I think in John's eyes, to be that... Harlot? Enam- that enamored girl, like, in the in the cartoons that, like, can't help but stare at the guy. But I mean, it's... It's... That's temptation. But I think it's the... the their culture. She's a spear wife. Like, he stole... He right. Took I her. mean, it's... Like, she's it's, a... Tra- she, he's the kind they're of... They're two consenting adults. He's right. an adult. She's an adult. I mean, in this culture. And so, like, right. Why wouldn't they? She... And obviously, like... John is blushing. Like, he's stealing little glances at her, too. Right, it's not... Right. Like, he's un- just fighting it. Right, as much he's as fighting he can, it because of his it. vow. He's And, and he, that's what he even says here, is her draped against him, listening to her breathing, is fucking making him hard. And he's chewing everything in his power, but he's not waking her. He's not saying, get the fuck off me, get right, away. Right. He starts to use Ghost as a buffer to, like, do that, but even that didn't make Egret stop. And, yeah, I think it's just she likes him. And, like, how adorable is that un- that they're all three cuddling together? I mean, I love it. But what? until John straight up tells her, I'm not interested, cut the shit, why would she not pursue it the way she knows to pursue what she wants, which is to just go for it. Fuck yeah, Egret. And everyone notices it. And, yeah, so John uh, used Ghost as a buffer, and that's when uh, we get the first you-know-nothing. And it's noted that Egret is a couple feet shorter than John, and that her hair is red and said to be kissed by fire. And that this is very rare among the wildlings that I lose you in your notes. Yeah, I think you jumped a bunch of stuff that I had noted down. Um, or I'm. Because at ahead. first, all he saw was her pug nose, her crooked teeth, and eyes that were too far apart. But then slowly he began to notice other things about her. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm thinking. I thought we jumped somewhere else. So, oh, yeah, yeah. We're good. And uh, basically, he thinks, like, damn, if those things that he noticed didn't. Get him fucking wanting to get going with right. it. Yeah, because he does mention, and it's once again that privileged life that, like, for the wildlings, she's she's an attractive girl. Like, she's she's yeah, if she super. Was in court, spectac- she'd be nothing. She's plain, and it's like it's so weird that he can just say that she's clearly he because he says she would just be a small folk. He he says that specifically, like based off of her looks. Yeah. So it's it's him saying that you can't be born ugly if you're a high, high lord. lord. Yeah. What? Huh? Yeah. But John just thinks that he's a brother of the Night's Watch and he took a vow, but he can't be telling Torment that. So Torment continues on asking if he mislikes Egret. Right. And John's like, I'm too young to wed. He's like, nobody said anything about fucking marriage. What are you talking about, dude? And then like, he's like, well, I don't want to get her with child because it'd be a bastard. Now, skit skirt. Uh, this gets brought up in some of our listener emails, but I also noted it here that this is the same thing with Rob. This right. is the, the exact same thing. If you sleep with a girl, you have to marry her. And that is Ned Stark through and through. It's that fatherly honor that he put into them that these two are following to a fucking T. Corin knew John would likely end up having to sleep with a spear wife. 
Right. He don't give a fuck about John putting his dick no, into right. a wild That's woman. exactly what he meant. That was is like, the least of the vows right. that John can break. That's the one that the guys that are at the wall right now are currently breaking. That's what Corin was trying to tell him by having him kill him. You've done the hard bit. You've killed a brother. You just go for go it. Blend, like, you're yeah, you're like in you're it. Good. That's why we did this, is to get you this deep, and John is still fighting it. And we learned that it's coming back to bite him in the ass real quick, because this is night and day when we get to Mance. Night and fucking day from their first and meeting. it's cool as It's awesome, fuck. and it's intense as shit, but it's because of this Ned Stark honor. And to a T, both Rob and John are fucking following it, and... Damn it, Ned Stark! Still, yeah. you're still getting us. And that's got. where this is where John will even mention, you know, that the the people like it's no wonder the people in the South think of them as these savage, uncivilized, crazy, you know, wildlings. That's oh, why well, well, wildlings. Uh, before that, because he says, uh, Tormund asks him, he's like, "Well, you said you don't want to get her with a bastard, but like." Are bastards weaker than other children? Are they sickly? You're a bastard. And John's like, yeah, no. And Tormund says, if Egret doesn't want the child, she'll seek out a woods woman, drink some moon tea, and be done with it. You don't come into it once she's with child, once the (laughs) seed is placed. And so, skirt, skirt. It's 2020. Yet a fucking wildling understands... That the men don't come into the decision once it's decided that a woman is... Like, Tormund gets this. He's a wildling in Westeros. Okay, all right. A savage. We just... An uncivilized... Tormund understands that a woman's body is her body, but, you know, (laughs) he's uncivilized. (laughs) And then he just says, yeah, all right, do as you will, but you should lose your member, otherwise you're going to lose it. It shrinks and shrinks and shrinks until it falls off. (laughs) And then... <clears throat> this is when John thinks that the free folk have no laws, no honor, not even simple decency. They breed like fucking animals. They're they're just they're wild. They're untamed, and that's a very Ned Stark thought process uh, yeah, as absolutely. well. And it's interesting. But he does know he he ends that thought with he is growing fond of torment though. Which, yeah, despite all his yeah, he's a big old bag of air. Yeah, but he's it's harmless. Like he's not boasting. He's boasting about himself doing things that people are like, "What the? Yeah, shut, fucking a bear." Shut like, up, sh- Tormund. Yeah, all right, Tormund. Okay, so he just, does. Despite that, there are savages among them. Yeah, there's some really hardcore fuckers. The ones you the, that the tales are about, and, right. and that's just what it is. Is the few. These savage tales get told, and it just spreads to encompass an entire people. Yeah, and he names a few of them, but Rattleshirt. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, Weeper, Harma, Harma Dog's Head, who hated dogs and killed one every fortnight for her fresh banner, so she could stick it on there and have it dripping. Fuck this! I hate Harma's Harma. Harma. Yeah, yeah. So these are all the people that the Nights Watch know. Mm-hmm. All the ones that are the vicious, savage, terrifying people. There's uh, Steer, the Magner of Thens, and Varamir Sixskins riding his savage white snow bear. And where Varamir went, three wolves and a shadow cat always came following. So you remember that planned spoiler? <laughs> Julian, 
this guy gets his own prologue chapter. It's pretty dope. Fucking what? Yeah, Baromir is a very interesting character, a very interesting foil to John as far as John's warging ability and what Veramir can and will and is willing to do because we see that yeah, he yeah, yeah. is pretty savage in what he does. With and his... it gives us a bit more insight into what Second happens with, life. with Oral, the eagle right. that we'll be meeting again here I shortly. mean, it's that's basically, I believe, what Martin is trying to do here with Oral right. is say there's a lot more than just the Stark kids doing it. Right. And here's another one. But this one... Is fucking powerful. Yeah, look at him. He's look riding at him. a bear. He's got shadow cats he's following got him. Three wolves and a shadow cat. Yeah, that yeah, is like, fucking five animals he's controlling at once. Like or befriended to the point where they trust the each point, other right, enough where they're, they're not attacking him, not attacking each other, not, not attacking, attacking people. people. Right. Like yeah, he's got some semblance of control. It's like ghost. He's got right. that similar kind of. And a bond. so yeah, it's Vermeer is a, a very interesting one, and then he gets a lot into the second life. Which is what happens when a when a warg dies, and he discusses that quite frequently, which leads to a lot of theories about a certain Jon Snow yeah, character who has not resurrected yet, as far as the books. And so, who knows what happened to his dead body? Jon was in Varamir's presence only once, but that was more than enough. Just the sight of the man had made Jon bristle, just as Ghost did as well. So. That had nothing to do with him just being intimidated. Ward right? recognized Ward. I Ward think, recognized Ward. I don't think it's necessarily his, you know, it is spidey, spidey signal. I think it's more of that, like, because he's capable of reaching out and touching other presences, they feel that. that. Right. There's an aura around and Vermeer. So, of, like, clearly. And so it touches, maybe even Vermeer was he, trying to make John contact. gets it from the eagle. He sees the hate in the eyes. It's, right. it's, it's more individualized there, but I'm sure there's just this little aura of absolute malevolence now right. on, uh, around this eagle because of Orel and how he went in. And that's what Orel is in, is his second life. Slowly, he's going to lose himself to this eagle. His body's dead. His consciousness is in this bird. And so right now, that consciousness is fixated on killing John. And eventually, through Varamir, we learn, he will lose himself to the eagle. He'll lose the man. And that's exactly what Orel's situation is right now. And the fact that Martin's putting this stuff in now is just fucking amazingly awesome. Which also goes to show that Bran will not be dying and warging in two summer because he'll never walk again. <laughs> but he will fly. So there were men even fiercer and queerer yet than Varamir, though. And he goes through just some of the weirder fucking clans, the ones that are cannibals, the ones that have vicious seals pulling their wagons, the ones that have walked on ice so long their feet are literally black leather that can't feel anything. He would guess that half the host had never once glimpsed the wall. They live so far north and isolated, which is just such an interesting, like, the Seven Kingdoms don't mean fucking shit to these people. Well, and that's what I was uh, thinking here, because he brings that kind of stuff up, that they're not technically going to wage war against the kingdom. They're trying to save themselves yeah. and get free. 
You guys are waging war against them. They were fine. They're fine up here. Like there's fucking White Walkers coming. It's basically the wall is just this big antagonistic fuck you, and so like the wildlings that are closer are obviously gonna fucking engage it because they're free folk. Who the fuck are you to tell us where we can and can't go? The ones far in the north don't give a shit. They're using their fucking seal sleds and their crazy black feet that (laughs) can walk on whatever. Like these people have never seen the wall. They don't give a shit about right. the, the Night's Watch, and the... the Lannisters, the Starks. Like, And to have that infusion coming in, as we know, through the wall, not all of them, not this, this size of the host, but a good majority make it through. And even majority is a lot, but some of them make it through (laughs) and just this infusion of that, these people that have never once glimpsed society like this is such an interesting thing to remember. To bring it full circle into the, back into the chapter, John turns his attention to Mance, the man who brought all these people together somehow. Yeah. Like of all the things to be able to do, these people that are are these savages to an extent. They are very tribal and old-fashioned, and, you know, savage is a harsh word there. Clearly, they're not savages. Some of them are. Some, some of them, of them are, mean, are, are feasting fucking on human flesh. That's pretty fucking savage. I and mean. Mance Raider talked them into fucking Yeah, John, John says, using sweet words, song, and the edge of his sword, he hammered a hundred different daggers into one great spear. And this is where... Incorrectly, John thinks, aimed at the heart of the Seven Kingdoms. That, right. It's not. It's they're fleeing Mance to hide behind the wall. Give a fuck yeah. about like he does not give a fuck about Kingsley. Yeah, no, he's not going to take the throne. He's, he does not want to. They want to hide don't... behind the wall. Right. He doesn't want to deal with politics. And, like he wants to live his fucking life. And John notes, though he has no crown, no scepter, no gems, no jewels, it's clear that Mance is king in more than just name. Like. Mance cares about his people. Mance is leading his people for a reason because he wants to protect these people and leading save them. Leading his people. And, yeah, John had learned, he thinks, on his main missive here nothing from Corrin. is what he feels like. Yeah, and he thinks he's learned nothing about what the fuck it was they were looking for in the Frostfangs. And since meeting him, John had scarcely even seen Mance. Yeah, yeah. He thinks that he will kill him if he must... But it gives it's a thought that gives John no joy. Yeah. There'd be no honor in it, Ned Stark again, and it would mean his own death, which is the afterthought for John. But he does think that it will save his home, Winterfell. He thinks of all the people and that Winterfell is still alive. All the people that he can he's going to save. So, so sad. He yeah, he, even though we know that Bran and Rickon aren't dead. The idea of him thinking that they're there and safe. Yeah, he doesn't know everyone else right. is. Right. Like, because he lists Bran and Rickon, but then it's like Lewin, Lewin and Holland. And Mickey and, and, yeah. and Holland. Like, all, all these that are mean, absolutely, they're dead. No, they're yeah, fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so, just he, that. John's blow. so isolated. Yeah. yeah. We, and, and that's, a, I think, a really important and good reminder from Martin of just like. John is still stuck here as far as the timeline in the Seven Kingdoms. That's all he knows up to is right. Rob is left to, to, to go declare war, and Rob, uh, Brandon Rickon are chilling at Winterfell right now, and so much has happened. Yeah, it's crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... This uh, this is when John begins. Oh wait, hold on, I lost so myself. So I just put that it was to uphold the Stark honor is why he'd be willing to kill right. uh, Mance, but 
And uh, if he has to slay a man he admires and almost likes to spare the the ones he loves, Bran Rickon Winterfell, the likes of Dog Hammer the Doghead and Rattleshirt, he absolutely will. Like it's worth it to prevent savages because it's not Mance he's thinking. It's no. not Mance he wants to prevent. He's, yeah, he likes him. It's he respects him. It's the it's the cannibals. He's it's... worried about them reaching his home. Right, and. I, that I believe is slightly justified. As much as John is coming from a privileged point of Absolutely. view here, it's that fear of protecting your family from the boogeyman. And what other fucking boogeyman are there than these giants riding mammoths right. and these crazy and cannibals, seal wielding, fucking right. black footed, fucking yeah, it's <laughs> crazy, man. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. But the host moves slow. But somewhere close ahead, John knows is the fist of the first men, and he just hopes that the other scouts, Jarman Buckwell, all the others that Mormont would have sent out, have reached and reported back of this group moving. Right, and so he also knows that Mormont's coming soon. He won't. He's run. gonna hit him. Yeah, he's they, like because they and we know that that wasn't their their plan was to be hitting them from the sides, picking them off. They would have been at this point. Like, they are too close. Oh, yeah. Where they would have already been attacked quite a bit from the Night's Watch if something wasn't amiss. Yeah, John thinks 300 men could never hope to kill 100,000, of course, but they only need to slay one. Or 100 times their number, not 100,000, sorry. But they, like, only need, but they only need to slay one man, and that's Mance. If they could cut the head off the snake, he's the thing holding them all together. And yeah, and Ma- Ma- um, Mormont is going to know exactly how to decimate these fuckers because John's kind of just scanning around quick. He thinks quick of and how like, undisciplined the train is because yeah, there's a few there. scattered good fighters, Mance at the center. And, like, but, no mounted people right, at all. barely so. any mounted. So they're just going to cut through, like, porridge, and they just keep kind of weaving in and out of them. Eventually, hopefully, Mance would give chase, and they it would be it. it would be a mess. So at this point, Ghost takes off. He leaves to go get some food. Kill some stuff, probably. Yep. Um, Egret and- begins trotting up alongside John, and we get another little description. And I, I just noted the I thought it was important that her weapon of choice is a werewood bow, and again she reminds him of Arya. Yeah. So I also liked the little thing that sh- he said. Ghost leaves his side, but he always comes back. Yeah. Just like the girl, <laughs> and then she comes trotting up and hollering at him, and. Yeah, she hollers, and then she begins to, she asks him if he knows the last of the giants, and she's like, oh, I don't have the deep voice for it, and but begins to sing anyway. Tormund joins, Longspear Rick joins, and eventually the whole fucking war band is singing and stomping and clomping and- Banging shields it's and fucking- awesome. Dude, it was such a cool fucking thing to read. I love that song, and it's fucking awesome, and by the end, Egrid is crying, and John, in his ignorance, asks why, why he's yeah, seen hundreds of them, and she gives another, you know, nothing, John Snow- Oh, hundreds. Right, and as we said before, this is a fucking race. They're down to they're down to a couple hundred of them. You fucking idiot. But then she shrieks out, because an eagle comes in. Orel hits him, fucking pecks out up above his eye, just missing his eye. eye. Knocks him off his horse, and next thing he knows, she's standing over him with a dragon bone knife, fucking fending off the eagle, and Tormund is bellowing in rage. Yeah, he is. I love how quick Tormund has just grown attached to John. John, Like, 
And so, I mean, all like kind of all of them. The whole, like, like I said, he that's why I love him Long Spear Rake. Yeah. Rake. Like it's fucking. I love and, yeah, this group. Tormund's bellowing, and Rattleshirt rides up, and he says he's come for John. And Tormund draws his fucking sword and says, "Then come and take him." But I'm gonna fucking <laughs> boil the shit out of your bones, motherfucker. And he's like, Mance wants him, <laughs> bro. Tor- like, Didn't, like, oh. I said that. You weren't you weren't listening. I said Mance. Dude. And Torment's like, all right, John, if Mance wants you, you'd best go. John's freaking out. He thinks he's blind, but he grits like, nah, he missed your eye. Relax. Yeah, so he goes to find his horse quick. Hoping... He wonders because the bird goes and lands on oh, rattle shirts, and he wonders if the bird can hate because there's such a malevolence in those golden eyes. And he thinks that he had killed Orrell. But some part of the man remained in the bird, and that's, again, the second life that we learn about in the prologue of A Dancer with Dragons. Yeah. From Baromir Sixkins himself, no doubt, which yeah, is man. just so interesting that it's this. We we get basically sort of the resolution here with Orel, like he's a fucked up eagle attacking John, and then we get the introduction of a more powerful warg than either John or Orel right. in Varamir, who is going to explain the second life, but it's happening and here. And he also notably points out that it is not okay to warg into Hodor. It's I mean, into super, people. It's super frowned upon yeah. to, it, well, his mentor, because he's been fucking tutored, taught him that it's very frowned upon to, like, jump into people. Yeah. Right. Yeah, fucking it. Heavy shit, man. It's Heavy just so shit. cool that it's all coming up in this one and the way it blossoms again toward the end of A Dance with Dragons yeah, yeah. and even in the beginning. So he goes off to find his horse, really just using that as an excuse to hope that Ghost will come to his side right. before he heads out. Yeah, what the fuck, Ghost? Like Ghost was out hunting and shit, man. Like, how is he supposed to know that Orel in the fucking... He can't just know everything, dude. Don't be, don't be hating on him, uh, boy. I'm Ghost. not hating. I'm just saying, like he gets hungry. He's a hungry boy. Right, but he left. He left our boy, and there's a very angry, and he knows of Orel and the fucking eagle, because Ghost has an issue with the. He eagle. does it every day. Why should today have been different? Because Orel's a cunt. Because Ghost is fucking pure magic, and he knows everything. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you're you bitch at me because Garrett is cold hands. So oh. Jana. Gets his uh, his sword a little more accessible, which I like, and thinks that he needs to get his face seen to, but he wants Mance to take a look at it first and see what the fucking eagle did. So when he returns, Egret is mounted, and she's like, I'm coming as well. A free woman rides where she wants. Suck my dick. And they set off. And through the swirling snows, and then they crash through I- the ice-crusted milk water. And on the other side, the snow seemed to fall faster, the wind colder. And night was coming. They're approaching the fist of the first men. Should they head back north? Yes, they're they're heading down Into to catch. It. Yeah. yeah, and they know it. Mance knows, or at it. least and catching gonna... like a group of them. Well, like... and that's what's super cool because man, like they know how to track these. They know how these fucking things work. Yeah, this this scene reminded me of the show when Mance investigates uh, a scene of the White Walkers and he says he makes the, the, the best line of ever the artists like yeah I mean we all know that the, the pattern really didn't amount to anything but I just yeah the way Mance is like he's not surprised by this he's just like he's already like I don't want to be caught unaware assessing. go scout these areas like I mean he's, not yet when yeah, we get there we'll yeah yeah you're right um, but, yeah, so as they're they they pretty much make pretty decent time and start approaching the fist pretty quickly. 
John hears no sounds of combat, which Nothing. is odd because he would have thought they yeah. were already engaged. Because well, that was his first. Did Mormont already attack and get fucked? But, I think it was funny that John didn't notice that they're at the fist already. Like how quickly it came up on them, and well, he saw it looming up ahead. And oh, he that's noted true. It. I guess yeah. that's. Because he, uh, he noted that through the swirling snows, it's still visible, like, kind of looming over. I him. just would have thought he, he would realize that it was likely they would have been... Sorry, I just bonked the fucking mic Oh, my God. Shit, I'm killing everything. Me. Oh, sorry. We're back. We're good. We're okay. And <laughs> We're back. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does note, however, he looks up and there is a raven. That... Ah! Adam. Is that Mormont's raven? Uh, well, isn't his raven white? Mormont? No, I was thinking of something else. I'm I'm dumb. No. Do you think it's corn, king, snow, um, kill, die, crow? Mormont's potentially, crow? that would make sense. I'd never thought of it. Because uh, when you first mentioned it, I, was, I had thought uh, Blood Raven, like the, that he's being watched. All right. Well, fuck me sideways. I didn't think of that one. Like but... that's how he's right. keeping an eye All on All right. The... Well, I mean, I... Wouldn't, assessing the situation. I, I also wouldn't fucking argue One and the that same. they're the same thing. Right. So, so yeah. So I think there's potential. I, but I immediately, because he was thinking, like, did old bear attack? And then he looks up and sees this fucking crow. Well, like, wouldn't the crow be with Mormont right now? Would it every second of the fucking day? I mean, yeah. they're fleeing, though. True. Like, is Mormont going to be like, oh, got to have crow? my bird? Where's no, it probably I want my off. bird. I want the, my bird. <laughs> yeah. Well, get him the bird. He wants his bird. No. It, like, they're fleeing for their lives. Like, I imagine the bird isn't on his fucking shoulder. And no, so, you got a point. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely has the potential to be. Um, I, I just thought that was interesting. Like, is this, I don't know, man. Is this bird, like, tied to the Night's Watch? Like, is it just keeping an eye it's on like the, the next Night's Lord Watch Commander? Familiar. Right. Like, is it going from one Lord Commander to the next? That's cool. And, like, keeping an eye on him? Yeah. And, like, in, this, in the spirit of the North? I don't fucking know, but... I really feel like this crow is either Blood Raven. It, it or... would be cool to hear from. I mean, we won't because Mormont's dead. But uh, it would be cool to hear where he got it, where he where got it came from. Yeah, if it was like, this one specific, it was in the Lord Commander. Why this one? Right. Why did you take this? Right. Bird did he ask Lewin just for give me a pet bird? I want a pet bird. I want something that I can fucking scream at in my office when it's talking shit. Or was it there? Or was it already there? Yeah. It's and, crazy. Yeah, it's cool. I just I thought that was notable that like it's dead silent. Nothing, no animals are around except Snow. this bird. Snow. Like, yeah. That's and, cool. And so. The wildlings immediately hit all the dead horses that yeah, they come Yeah, because they, they, they circle around to find the easier slope to get up to. And at the dead bo- uh, at the bottom of the ho- hill, they find the dead horse, frozen entrails spilling out. And at first, John's like, wolves got Nope, him. nope. And then he's like, oh, wait, nope. They eat their kill. He was, I think that was partially the hoping he could pin oh, it on something else. yeah. And, they, yeah, as they go up, there's more dead horses that are absolutely being swarmed upon by wildlings, taking everything down to the fucking horseshoes. Yeah, and uh, Rattleshirt, I started noting his name is Rattles because I got tired of fucking I do it, I feel you. I'll do just like RS or LF for Littlefinger. Yeah, yeah, I do that for Littlefinger. But, yeah, Mance is up top, he says. Yeah, and so he heads up and he sees the spikes there that Mormon had placed, seeing that there's a horse impaled as if it was trying to get out. Out, not in. There was no attack. 
Yeah. From, like, mounted cavalry, everyone was trying to run from the inside! And so he makes his way towards... Inside the ring wall, yeah, yeah. they squeeze through, and inside is more and worse. John had never seen snow so pink before. Basically, he's seeing hundreds of dead bodies. It never actually says it, but the bodies are there, and the blood is everywhere. And uh, here, some ravens are jumping from horse to horse. None that seem to take particular interest in John. I noted that specifically. But John wonders where Sam is. If these are our ravens or wild ravens. And what is Sam now, potentially? Sad thought. Sam is, uh, oh boy. He's Sam's coming up and uh, has one of my favorite chapters. <sighs> sobbing. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am, but God, the sobbing. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, John passes one of Chet's dogs, frozen in, uh, uh, dead in a half-frozen pool of blood. And they find Mance near a few still-standing tents. And he's got a posse with him, Harma, Varamir. the bad ones. And he immediately asks John, what happened to your eye? Fuck's that about? The look he gives John is grim and cold. Oof. Like, just how quick. Yeah, yeah, from that. And he is like, well, you're fucking Morgorel. And Mance is immediately like, did I ask you? Has he lost his tongue? Maybe he should for lying to me. And it's like, oh, fuck. Oopsie. We were bros, Mance. We were bros. And... Where's my place? Yeah, I just did the exact same thing. Sorry, people. Um, Oh, yeah, because perhaps he should lose his tongue to spare us more lies. Because then he asks how many many people, how many Night's Watch are here, were here. How many did you actually fucking have? Yeah, because he's like, you want to lose an eye, John? Do you actually want to lose that eye? Because if not, you'd best tell me true how many were here. And John tells him right away. 200 at Castle Black, 100 from the Shadow Tower, 300. It's a struggle. It's a struggle, but he does make Oh, right, this isn't the one that he shoots out. No, yeah, he's like, shit, there's no way I, if I don't tell the truth here, I'm dead. And so he says, there's 300 of us. And man says, us? Them. 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 300 of them. And man says, you should have never lied to me, Jon Snow. Who commanded here? And John's like, that's too much. I can't. Mm. And so he says, you didn't find a body. And Harma snorts. And Mance does Dude. not fucking play. Mance didn't like this. The next time you answer me with a question, I will give you to my Lord of Bones. Who led here? And John notes here, just a little closer, just one more foot to him, and yeah. I can get to him. And his hand starts to move toward Longclaw. Yo, and he just puts the fear of the gods in John. One more inch towards that sword, and I will fucking cleave your head off, bitch. I'm losing my patience with you, Jon Snow. And Jon names Old Bear. Gods forgive me. Uh, Because he thinks this is too hard. How do I play the turn cloak without becoming one? And then he says the Old Bear. And they ask who holds Castle Black in his stead, and he answers Bowen Marsh. And that's the one he gave immediately. Right, yeah, that one's easier. And Mance laughs and says, if that's true, then our war is won, because Marsh knows more about counting swords than wielding them. And John's like, he gets a little defensive. He's like, the old bear made this place strong and defensive, and he was ready for, for me. <laughs> but he was not ready for what actually came for him. But when the dead walk, walls and stakes and swords mean nothing. You cannot fight the dead, Jon Snow. 
and Mance turns to Varamir and tells him to send his wolves out to sniff out whites. He does not want them catching them unawares. Wolves sniff out whites. He knows that wolves can sniff out whites. At he least warned ones can. At least these two, and these aren't dire wolves. These are regular wolves. Wolves can sniff out whites. He doubles patrols, and he wants every man given torch and flint because he is aware that burning the dead is the only way to stop them. And Rattleshirt still wants John's bones, and Egret is like, yo, shut up. Fuck you. He killed Corrin, and we fuck all the time, and it's dope. <laughs> and Mance is like, is that is that true? Is that the right of it? John's like, uh, yeah. John goes on a pretty yeah. angsty, but Ned Stark-inspired monologue. Mom, yeah. of, he doesn't know if he can tell honor from shame anymore or right from wrong. And he thinks, Father, forgive me. And he confirms it. Yeah, we fuck. And he's like, oh. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, then you two will go with Jarl and Steer tomorrow. Far be it from me to separate two hearts that beat as one. And John's like, where are we going? Over the wall! It is past time you proved your faith with more than just words, Jon Snow. And Steer is pissed. He's like, why would I want to crow? And Mance is like, because he lived at Castle Black. He knows how many people are there, who's there, what their defenses look how like. How the wall works. Like You'll you... find a use for him or you're a fucking fool? I love that line. Like, And Steer is like, but whatever, he... he, he but relents, and he says his heart may still be black, and Mance says, then cut it out, and just done with that conversation, turns to fucking Rattleshirt and says, keep the column moving at all costs. We have to beat Mormont to the wall. If it's a race. Do, yeah. It's a race. It's a race. And if they do that, they win. Uh, but I love how matter of fact he is. If John is still black at heart, cut his, cut it out. Like, uh, right. Be done yeah. with him. Like, it doesn't. That, that's fine. Like, like, bring I, him. Yeah, I don't have, use him. If he's if he's not, then fucking kill him. Yeah, I don't care. So they leave Mince and uh, a couple of the others, and John and Egret are left with the Jarl and Rattleshirt. Rattleshirt yeah, and... who gets all up in Egret's face and is like talking some mad shit. Well, Steer tells him that they ride at daybreak, and John, you need to get your face. You're a mess. And, yeah, then Egret is like, you better not. Or Rattleshirt's like, you better not be lying about this, John Snowboy. And Grit. John pulls his sword out, and he's like, get the fuck away yeah, from us. dude. I love that John just is just get so away from done. us. And so that's good, though. That That's like that switch where he finally is going to, I'm going to embrace it. Then. Yeah, like, yeah, get away get from us. Get the fuck like, And that he realizes this is how free folk can do it. And then just how, like, well, boom, boom, John draws longsword and Rattleshirt's like, you got no wolf here to help you, Drawing boy. Drawing his sword out. And, and then, a grit is yeah. the one who notices Ghost and yeah. laughs and, sure of that, are you? And sure enough, there's Ghost on the ring wall making no sound, but his eyes spoke blood. And Rattleshirt backs him, fucking, fucking stupid, fucking, Goddamn wolf. stupid crow, you fucking stupid wolf. <laughs> and he leaves. And God damn it, Ghost. I love you. You're such a good boy. Ah, uh, says the motherfucker who was just, oh, where were you, Ghost? Well, like, Why weren't I'm, you here? Like, it, was, it wasn't a criticism. It was Hater. these wolves are so protective of the living humans that they have. So defensive. That 
why wasn't he there for Orel? Was he doing more important stuff? Because, like, what's that more important Oh, now it's more important stuff. I don't know if it was more important. He could have been hunting. Whatever I mean, Ghost does is more important stuff than what happens That's what I'm saying. John. If he needs to fill his belly, he can go fill his belly. I'm not saying he can't go eat. I'm just curious as to why he was just like, eh, whatever. John's got this. Like, Although, to play devil's advocate, he probably could have just eaten the eagle. That's that right. Like, it's, it's just an interesting. But again, how is he supposed to know the fucking eagle was coming? Anyway, because fucking America is always coming. So, <laughs> um, she, the three of them, meaning John, Ygritte, and Ghost, Aww. make their way down the little hill. I and, never asked you to lie for me. And she tells him, I didn't lie. I just left one little part out. Like, you're leaving that dick out of me. Let's get it. And yeah, she says, I never said when we started fucking. That happens right now. I mean, tonight. Yeah, find another place for ghosts to sleep, because I'm about to rock your world, Jon Snow. Like Mance said, uh, deeds are truer than words. Yeah, and so I wanted to mention, once again, like with Rob, like with Jamie. Send the wolf away. There's a woman who's about to rock a dude's fucking world. To get him to change his... Evil women. Evil, manipulative <laughs> women. Fucking bitches, all of them. No. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... I love Egret. Like, yeah, dude, she... Because to me, it's not her trying to get him. It's her trying to get him to fucking survive. I think it was... I think she's aware that he's having tr- this struggle. That it's the... I don't... Obviously, she's not like Corn. I don't think she's like Corn set him up or set put him right. up to this. But I think she's like... He is noble and he's struggling to just straight up be like nah fuck those guys and so she's trying to protect him and to do so they need to fuck he needs to show that he's willing to break these vows it sucks but like i mean it does it it's sex like isn't on that man but like oh i had to break my right and so yeah i i really like that it's more she's Making him come out of his shell and then going to be able to see the wild things as a people, not as this other entity that he's now assimilating into. It's he'll become one of them. One of us. Google gobble, Google gobble. Let's convene our small council. Thank you for joining us. Walter Cronkite. Are you all right? Yep. All right, cool. So welcome to the small council with Walter Cronkite. Nope, Zach. Uh, oh, Zach's ha, back. Oh, he got us. We don't actually have Walter Cronkite on a show. No. So, anyway. <laughs> you got an inductee? Oh, right. Fuck. Yeah, we got to give ours first before you start I was about to just start. It's our show. I'm so excited Still for Still our this fucking week. show. Um, fuck. Whoa, dude. You really have to think an indu- about an indu- Yeah, yeah, you fire. go first. Mine's Ghosty Boy. Oh, well, you take the easy way out. It's not the easy way out, because I was questioning his motives this, this this chapter episode. But, no, the end. Like, are you kidding me? On the ring wall? Mm-hmm. Like, right where he needed to be when he needed to be there? Maybe that's it. Why? Like, maybe it's, he's like Spider-Man, you know, everybody gets one, and it's like, that was John's one a day. Yeah. And so, not wasted on the eagle, we're going to waste it when it really matters, yeah, yeah. you know? So, like... At the cool moment. That image is just so cool, especially... Because it does kind of, like, solidify these three as a unit. Yeah, where yeah. Where he grits, like... Um, Not so sure about look, that. Look over there. There's Ghost. And, like, again, Ghost has no problem with the grit. Because she was the one, like, cuddling you know... With him too. Cuddling, and... kneel, like, protecting John mm-hmm. and shit. So I think Ghost knows, like, 
nah, Egret's going to help my boy out. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ghost, I think she's not going to, John's not going to have to send him away because Ghost is going to be like, oh, they're heading back. Finally. Finally. All right. John's getting it. I'm going to go and kill some shit. Nice. So ghosty. All right. I love ghosts. I remembered mine. Good. Because I did have one. Oh. Long spear rake. Long. Yeah, you did say you were like obsessed. Yeah, with yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So because no, I really like. While this he's not too. nearly as prominent as Tormund as this band of the the guys. No one's as fucking he, prominent as Tormund. Very Jesus true. Christ. He was the. I think right after Tormund, he picked up the song. Mm-hmm. He also jumped down and drew his weapon on Rattleshirt when it when fucked. he was coming to take John. Well, yeah, because so, he left him. Like he, he left right. his company. Fuck this guy. And so I just think it's super cool that he's got John's back. That and again, how tight knit these guys already are. And I I like Longspear. Word. So Longspear. so we did get oh, right. uh, quite a few inductees from the listeners from Karen on John. She says, "LOL at Tormund's story about how he got the nickname Giant's Bane, plus him fucking the bear." The guy is a legend, in his own mind at least. John is such a sweet summer child, blushing at the very thought of Egret, and he has such notions of honor that is if he has sex with her, he would have to marry her. I found it very interesting that in back-to-back chapters, we saw how Ned Stark's oldest son took his words and the way he lived his life to heart. Both clearly have the mindset that sex equals marriage, with Rob marrying Jane, and John is so ashamed about his feelings for Egret and I think if he wasn't a member of the Night's Watch, he would have married her. Both choices lead to heartache and death. This quote from John could have come from Ned himself. The free folk have no laws, no honor, not even simple decency. They steal endlessly from each other, breed like beasts, prefer rape to marriage, and fill the world with baseborn children. So for an inductee, at first I wanted to give Tormund, because he is the best. Or to Egret for basically making John sleep with her just by being clever. But in the end... I've got to give it to Eddard Stark. His presence has hung heavily over the past two chapters. It's clear all of his children respect him and take his lessons to heart. I love that inductee. Yeah, super cool. Thanks, Karen, because, yeah, Ned Stark. I mean, he's a character for three quarters of the first book, but still three books in is still fucking is prevalent a, in everything in cats chapters and mm-hmm. for both cat and rob john is and you know the similarities are just crazy but it's yeah it's definitely cool to see how much these two really took to heart but again by following in his footsteps they're heading down the same path I think things begin to change with John as yeah. he accepts the wildlings as people and starts realizing that, like, man, honor is one thing, but, like, some of y'all's rules is whack as shit. Well, that's, I mean, that's it, is it, it's argued that what John is doing by a dance of dragons is the honorable thing, is saving these people. And right, assisting. it's the truly honorable right. thing. And so, yeah, it's what is honor, and in this society, it's pretty fucked up. So, yeah, Ned's a great one. Ned's a great one. So we also did, of course, get a an inductee from our favorite French fry in France, Julian. Julian says, hello, guys. That was an early morning. Couldn't get back to sleep reading sesh. Enjoyable one, so let's be efficient here. I like Egret. I like Torment, of course. I heart ghost and fuck the Lord of Bones. Wow, giants. Wower, mammoths. Fucking emoji surprise face wowist Mance. I would have killed John without a single doubt if I were him. Mm. Yeah, I uh I'm surprised John survived. I definitely feel like part of it is because of the 
he does see a lot of himself in him, in that... I think Mance is similar to Egret in that he knows it's difficult to right. just suddenly be like, no, fuck these and guys. And so similar to how Corrin, when Corrin picked him for his little squad, right. he sees something that right. could be useful here, and he doesn't choose wrong, obviously. Sorry. Uh, anyway, and my inductee is Varamir. His name sounds like Faramir from The Lord of the Rings, a character I like very much. Plus, I can't picture him anything but absolutely epic. At first, I believed the wolves and Shadowcat were only following him around from afar, but no, he's got use of them. And Jesus Christ, a white bear? Wowistist. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you guys, and have a good day. Varamir Doharis. That's a good one. I like that Valar de Harris. I really wish. I also like that uh, inductee. A fucking oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is why I spoiled it for you. I really wish I could get into Lord of the Rings, but it's just not my cup of tea, man. No, uh, I I liked Faramir's character in in the Lord of the Rings, so that's cool. Um, I really just like the the idea of Faramir, even with someone that's as fresh to the series as you are, Julian, how powerful of an impact he has in those, those moments hearing about who he is and what he's capable of. He, he just gets fucking cooler. The more we learn about him and the, the wildlings as a whole. And so once we get to learn the wildlings, once we finally get his little point of view chapter, it just puts into perspective a whole lot of shit that we'd been looking over for the last four books. Whoopsie. So, awesome inductee. Next we also, one. Next. Not in, uh, Jesus. Do you know Fuck what off. Fucking... We got a raven from the Dread Fort. That's from Corey. That says, hey, guys. I do apologize in advance. My thoughts are all over the map in this chapter. That's okay. We were all over the map I mean, in this Nate's this always a fucking mess. True story. Good old Tormund taking John under his wings and showing him the ropes. In the south, must a man wed every girl he beds? Love how Martin is able to troll Rob from thousands of leagues <laughs> away. Wow, Ghost really dropped the ball against the eagle. He needs to take a lesson from Summer. Wow, See? calling people out. If Vermeer's six skins and his entourage were hunting me down, I would rather climb the wall and face the crows. Agreed. A hundred fucking percent. Are you kidding me? He's got a fucking snow bear, a shadow cat, I, and wolves. I'm You're a fucked. terrible rock climber, so just eat me. Nah. Just fucking eat me, bear. I wanted to induct Tormund, but the whole interspecies erotica moment, I'll pass on him for this <laughs> My inductee is Mance. It was a night and day meeting with John. In John 1, Mance was a cheerful king, but in this chapter, he cranked up the heat and wasn't having any of John's bullshit. Cheers. Corey from the Dreadfort. Hey. Hey. Thanks, Corey. Thank Another you. good one. I'm glad somebody got Mance in this week because he said it there. He, it was completely different. And getting to see the two different sides in back-to-back, like John chat, like from John 1 to John 2, he went from this warm, welcoming, friendly king to this menacing, imposing, calculated King, yeah, and it's just really cool to see the two. Well, sides you can of the coin. see how this man could hammer these tribes together, right? He has that coldness to the him. capability the... and the threat with the weapon, right? It doesn't. It's not empty. He could fucking come. Oh yeah, he, he could like, fucking. If I... you draw that long sword, your bastard sword, even one inch out of that sheath, I will fucking cut your bastard head from its fucking shoulders like and he could do it yeah like, that's even uh, now i could cut through the five of you like carving a cake right we also uh not related to this chapter but i did just want to shout it out we got yes. an email from sid yeah it might be a long time before he 
That's okay. He was uh, reading the Theon chapter, and he titled the email Theon versus Winterfell. Listening to Theon 4, I find your hate amusing. Hmm, And agree with it. Good. (laughs) Good. However, it just struck me listening to you guys not killing the dire wolves when he takes over Winterfell seems odd. Even if Theon himself didn't think of it, someone in his contingent should have. Uh, I think this is out of character, and this is George R.R. R. Martin taking the easy route out for co- continuity's sake, i.e. the dire wolves need to be alive for the rest of the story. I thought I would share this with you guys. Hope you're both doing well. Happy Election Day, Sid. Thank you, Sid. So, real a quick. Great point. Yeah, it was a great election. It was. Uh, jo- yes. we, 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 we're so close to being saved. We're almost Thank there. You. Almost anyway. there. Yeah, uh, the election went great. Thank you so much. Um, but great point, I think. Um, so here's here's my argument against that. Why they potentially? And I can see already a bunch of arguments against my my statement here. But the wolves, as well as the people there, are residents of the place. Who's gonna get close? And I get there's crossbows and shit like that. Who's gonna be able to do that? True without that. that wolf fucking, where in this castle are you going to shoot that fucking wolf without it getting to you before you can get an arrow off? And how good are you of an archer that you can kill that with one arrow? Because that's what you're going to yeah, fucking get. Yeah, that's valid. I, I would... And so otherwise, are you, when they're locked up, they're locked up in the godswood. That's not, a, they're, no, no, they're, they're free, free to fucking, to like, yeah. go in there with your sword and kill that wolf. Go for it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah, Try that's it. like a, and a so that's the only tale. Right, that's the only thing I can really think is that it's just a very difficult task to accomplish. Yeah, they're, that's a they're good They're not point. small monsters and, small monsters, they're not small dire wolves. Ah, <laughs> real monsters. But they are, they're big set beasts. Yeah, they're and fucking so scary. That would be my justification, but I do see, you know, We'll stand at the gate, make Bran call for it, and, but that just wouldn't necessarily work. I mean, I also think it's Theon's trepidation to go through. It's one hundred percent that I think is the actual reason is they're there following Theon. They don't actually want to be there at all. Yeah. So when he decides to keep the children, uh, I think they should like like his sister said, kept slaughtered everything and then left with the two kids, which absolutely would have meant the wolves. Since they didn't do any of that, why would they be smart enough to fucking kill the wolves? Right. So uh, there's a a lot of things there. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's it's one of those what ifs. It's fun to discuss right, and yeah. think about. But but thank you for the email, Sid. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. hear that you're still listening. If uh, up. you would like to write us in as Sid, Karen, Corey, Julian, Julian, and anybody we missed on YouTube, at, yeah. guys, YouTube's fucking killing yeah, it. YouTube, hundreds Holy of views. Like what? So all of you over there, we love you. Thank you for listening. You hey. can just search Brotherhood Without Manners on YouTube and you come right up. Um, you can also send us an email without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. I'm on face uh, we're on Facebook, both yeah. of us brother uh, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We have a Twitter or two. Uh, Nate's on Twitter um, at manners without. Zach is on Twitter at carstark 92. We also have our patreon patreon.com slash without manners. What am I missing here? I Check mean- us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Breaker. Spotify. Spotify kills it too, yo. Yeah. And so, like, we've got listeners. You guys are, uh, I think it was the Netherlands is is way up there. We got a lot of that. Yo, what up, Netherlands? What up, Netherlands? So, Netherlands. everybody that listens, thank you. 
write in, get us your inductees. Who's next is uh, Aria. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, due to, no, next is Sansa. Sansa due to being Aria. sick, uh, our recording schedule got kind of fucked up, as yeah. you so obviously we, noticed. So we're going to be throwing Sansa at you early this week. We're going to be busting that out. And, and then can, still getting you the normal. And then getting you uh, our normal episode on Friday. Which will be Aria. Which will Friday. be Aria. So expect Sansa. Uh, if not tomorrow, if not the day following this episode, then uh, before Aria on Friday right. and Aria on Friday as well. So get us inductees. Most of you have already, but if you haven't, send us inductees for Sansa 2 and Aria 3. Aria 3, yeah. I and uh, we will catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace. Peace.